0: the move this is mike africa junior you're on the move with mike africa junior on the move is like aloha it's how we say hello and it's how we say goodbye this is my podcast where we illuminate the struggles of the people and form the uninformed and give you nothing but the truth on the move is here to disrupt the system and spark a global revolutionary change that changes what we need like sam cook said change is gonna come but like gandhi said we got to be the change we want to see in the world The topic of discussion for today is the new movie that is in theaters right now and on HBO Max called Judas and the Black Messiah, which is based on the real life events of William O'Neill, a man who worked with the FBI as an informant to lead the Chicago police into assassinating Fred Hampton, shooting him, killing him in his sleep while his pregnant fiance lay next to him. We have to understand that Fred Hampton was a revolutionary. He was a member of the Black Panther Party. And the founder of the Rainbow Coalition, which was an initiative to unite oppressed groups, including rival gangs, the Young Lords, white power groups and dot, dot, dot. Today, we're going to talk about Judas and the Black Messiah. And I have none other than the son of Fred Hampton, who was following in his father's gigantic revolutionary footsteps. He's the president and chairman of the Prisoners of Conscience Committee and the Black Panther Party Cubs. I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and I'm glad to connect him to you. Please help me welcome. This is not a live show, but wherever you are, put your hands together and give it up for my brother from another mother, the Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. On the move, bro. How you feel?
1: On the move. I'm too, as what Chairman Fred would say, too proletarian, revolutionary, intoxicated to be astronomically intimidated. In other words, how the people is always, always is um. Honor, you know, so just to be able to connect with my brother, you know, so whether we face to face or whatever the case may be, we prefer face to face, but um, no doubt, we'll take this, you know, saying so this uh, again. Uh, let me just say this real quick you know, our connection is deep, yeah, it's deep. You know, uh, those who don't know my story I came close to being born, but having me last. My mother, right? My mother, the be was my first jail celly, and uh, I, know, I'm sure, I hope those who, for me, which, who know you, know this, the story of you actually being born behind enemy lines. You know, we don't take for granted. We're we here. I feel fortunate we are, that we, we have been and we are and we will be connected.
0: Bro, you know, it's, it's so funny that you say that because one of the things that I was thinking about while I was thinking about having a conversation with you about this is that how much, how much we are connected and how much we have in common with each other. Simple things like our mothers are both Debbies, you know. I, yeah. You just mentioned, uh, you know, like our mothers, yeah. our, our mothers yeah, were wow. both like wow. in the, during this police assault. Like we're miracle babies, bro. Like we were so close to death, but we made yes. it through. You know what I'm saying? Our birth certificates came close to being our death certificate. Right. And, and that's exactly right. You know, and um, we have so many things in common and then. Like the other thing that I was thinking about is now that we've gone through these things with both juniors following the footsteps of our, of our revolutionary parents and all of this. And now there's these films that, you know, that are out, you know, to, to show and display some of the legacy of our family's history, which we'll, we'll get into more later, but I just wanted to, I'm glad that you brought that up. It was, it was at the like the top of my list of things to talk about, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We've known each other for a long time.
1: No doubt about it. And again, I'm, you know, the spirit of steel shopping, the steel, and me and the men and women shopping, and me and the men and women, man. There you, you go. Know, again, um, no, no geographical border lines, no chains, no
0: shackles can separate us. You know, you there you go. We, we
1: connected, man. You That's know? it. That's yeah. it.
0: So, look, I had a question for you, too. Like, since all of these things happened, I mean, we go back to days when being revolutionary, it wasn't popular. It wasn't fun. It wasn't, you know, something that was celebrated. But since the, like the two 2020 uprisings and Hollywood and all of these different people are getting involved and want to talk about it and you know glorify it, put it on the big big screen and all of this stuff, how does that feel to you right now? Just even the process
1: just processes setting this up for this for this podcast, just the discussion that we had. There were certain reality checks that we just, I think both of us just got. Uh, I was commenting about, I'm not familiar with this platform that we're using um, right. on the podcast. And I was say, I'm just getting, hip- I'm just getting understanding this whole Zoom. <laughs> and we were we, we was joking about, you know, we getting up there, we getting up there in age now. This <laughs> is mean, it, it, constantly out developing, right? And put right. things in context and being, you know, just even acknowledge the type of conversations that we are having. And let's not, you know, so that literally a few minutes ago I just got worried that some the movie, the Judas and the Black Messiah, the sister Dominique Fishback, and as, as well as um, brother Daniel um, Kaluya. And others are, you know, some more awards are coming down. And it's kind of weird that in open discussion, people are acknowledging this. And this like, even, you know, like the CEO, you know, like our, at the Hampton House, we were watching on a big screen 40 years of Prisoner. And just, and as you said, not only was it not, we are cut from a cloth. We come from a, from a fabric or from a, you know what I'm saying, what has not been fashionable, you know what I'm saying, you know, whether, you know, everything, not just a discussion of struggle, but just our language, our Hairstyles, our dialogue, our relationships—that not only was not fashionable—is something that a lot of people you know, were not honored. We've seen it, and we see this an honor. It impacts us again because none of us live in a vacuum, and just to be able to in- in- interact with, you know, people about certain conversations, they acknowledge terms such as assassination. The the, the people to grab the um, the deafness of. Of, you know bombs being dropped on our communities that you know saying when we say born inside prison coming closer being born inside prison targeting uh some government uh, surveillance stuff that is second nature to us that we recognize but you know and people can be dismissive you they meant they attempted to hear it they really cannot even relate to it and it's something um to have to be in this stage in the game yeah to, um, to have a climate was you know where it's acknowledged, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the conversation don't have to be quote-unquote coded conversations. Right. And so I am i really have not been the rest. I've been, you know, just moving on, you know, back-to-back, back, nonstop, you know, two cups of coffee and really seizing the time. <laughs> and I mean, it's something. That, I mean, again, I mean, for these movies to be back-to-back, back, I'm excited.
0: I'm excited about this time, too, man. It's like you've you've worked so hard and there's so much to do, but you're seeing things in your lifetime that, You know, you might not have expected. You're just you're so busy with your head down trying to get work done. You're not looking up to see where where you're going. All you know is that you're getting the work done. But let's go a little bit deeper, though. Right. Like we talk about these things now in this current place. And history has a way of having people remembered. At the end or, you know, we we talk about Harriet Tubman and the work that she did, yes. but there's a there was a Harriet Tubman yes. child, too. Right. And like, I guess I want to understand a little bit about you. You come from two revolutionaries. Yes. Growing up. How did you deal with that? Did you feel that it was a privilege to understand and no revolution or did you feel burdened by it? I feel fortunate to have fallen from the tree of two
1: freedom fighters. I don't romanticize revolution. You know, I think Tupac talked about like, even some of the realities about, you know, his mother not being able to you know get employment, can't get a job. Because the deal is we not, we don't only get hit by the bullets, we get hit by the sugar-coated bullets. Mm-hmm. I just say like in Chicago, I said, if they can't shoot us out, they're gonna starve us out. Just even basic necessities of you know, addressing, you know, the question of resources. Um, also to be, to be fortunate, to have a force, who I refer to as my A-1 from day one, Mother Comrade of and Jerry, Point, North, Deborah Johnson, to regardless, of, you know, say against, against all odds, to, you know, m- take a principal position about legacy of, you know, Chamber Free, have the legacy of the Black Panther Party, not cut no corners, even when, you know, and this is something I just ironically was having a discussion with someone about yesterday. You know, a lot of times people have a blanket approach about revolution, like, well, all the families on the same thing, and all the whole neighborhood is together. No, no, that's not the case. You know, mm-hmm. saying so, you know, even under contested conditions, you, know, you can look at like China. You know, Chen Mao Zedong, How you know the, the next regime? How they targeted his wife? How they mm-hmm. they referred to the Gang of Four? How they you know they picked up certain individuals. In many cases, isolated. You know, so they get going against the grain. You know, turning down overtures brought to her about you know. So that's, to try to call out the legacy of Chairman Fred Black Panther Party and still remain the in, in that balancing act. You know what I'm saying? You know, my mother comrade was still making the recognize that my father was not here physically, you know, Chairman Fred, with that legacy. That, you know, as, mm-hmm. I, as I said in the poem, I learned lessons from this legend on what a man was supposed to be. And you know what I'm saying? And we said legacy is more important in your life so I'm not going to romanticize this, you know say saying? It's been a hell of a road. But it's been a hell of no a road. No regrets. Yeah. No regrets.
0: That brings me to this other question about, you know, you wrote about him, right? Yes. I grew up writing too. And in order for me to write, yeah. I had to learn about my father through other people. Yes. And I know you experienced that same thing. Did you learn anything about your father during the um th- this process? that you want to share that you, like, didn't know about?
1: I, there are things that, you know, that have been retouched uh re-enhanced, stuff that, I, you know, that I knew. And it's ever developing because I can never throw a lid on it say, okay, I get it, I get it. Because it's, you know, circumstances, whether as a youngster growing up Back then they had to steal garbage cans, you know, you know, brothers and sisters would be out there on the corners with the wood burning. And they may have they they ghetto libation. Even as a youngster, I would listen to the conversations, the war stories. They talking about Chairman Frey, how this happened. Leaders in street organizations talk about, you know, how he organized them, you know, wanting at certain points political unity, how they respected them, you know, just and, and just catch on. Even the cliff note, the stuff that might be just up the cuffs that people talked about, even when I was in prison, you know, saying just hearing different stories. And, and also acknowledging myself, you know, saying certain things, I, you know, that I would do. I remember as a child, before I seeing see video footage of him speak, I would literally try to hold my hands down. I kind of was like conscientious about how I would move my hands. You know, I seen Chairman Freya because "Oh man, this this has supposed to go. This this is in me." You were trying to hold your hands the way he was. No, saying. no, I was I was innately I was moving my hands, but I I felt bad about it. As a you know, early as a child, I would try to stop that. And so I seen footage of him, and I would see how he would do it. I, I said, "This is not this is not scripted. This is something that's." Listen, this, this second nature. This, this is this is my DNA. And so it gave me a pride about it. I see. I mean, even before my receiving hairline came in and I had my afro, <laughs> I looked at Nappy head different. I said, oh, man, this, this, this is the car I'm from. You know, and it, it just when even I, even I talk fast and my most it was something I could relate to. And as I say, I, you know, I feel honored to walk not in his footsteps, that, but his path of Paul steps, you know. Yeah. So it's ever developing my appreciations, you know what I'm saying? And just and, and being a, t- a stage in the game where it could be acknowledged, because so in so many cases, uh, this kind of goes to the movie discussion. I was just commenting about how this brother Daniel Kaluya acknowledged that he even just portraying that role, you know, playing to him for He had to give up everything he acknowledged. And I was saying, like, in certain things I see him now, and other people say, man, you can see, like, how the, the impact. I said, now... I'm this biological source. So you can't leave that, you know what I'm saying, not be in, uh, impacted. And just, we are deprived of, we're, not our role models, but our, our real models. Mm-hmm. People who, you know what I'm saying, who dealt with like situations. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, just, I just, like, it's ever developing. I mean, I come to certain situations, I'm like, man, I've been in situations where, I've had organized some some of the sons and children of some of the, the people that he had to have that he organized with. You know, it's like in Chicago. in particular. We say I many of the things stay the same. Some of the names right. are the same. Mm. So they call me Deja Vu in Menard Prison. That was
0: my nickname. That was my nickname. They called me Menard Prison Deja mm-hmm. Vu. It's evident in the way you move and the way you work to organize people and and traveling around, uh, spreading that message. And keeping the people moving, it's it's a very powerful example to see. You mentioned the movie. I don't want to give too much of the film away. Have you seen the film? Yes. How did you feel about it? Initially, we were. Um, let me give
1: you a background. we have been a number of different discu- discussions brought to us about movies. A lot of us has got shut down before it, it even gets to us. Boris Whitaker was talking about doing some Antoine Fuqua, and a lot of these individuals they don't make it through the vetting process. Mm-hmm. They come through a lot of times with a, you know, what could be a lack of respect or, no, sorry, or disrespect in regards to touching down with those who are actually there. Because in so many cases, we see the script was already has already been written. That was a contradiction issue that we had even with this project initially. There's so much, the way that the, the, not only the movie industry, the music industry and the politicians in general, the way that, in which they are used to dealing with our people come through. This is it. The script has been written. Here you go. So we had to, to go through serious serious troubles. You don't seem to get They say, hold on. And we have to vet people. They're trying portraying Cameron Fred and playing Deborah Johnson. There are certain things that we say, no, this this cannot be altered. This cannot be talked about because this is not only a, what they call it in the movie industry, a period piece, but it's also mm-hmm. A relevant piece. We still, mm-hmm. we still got Jerry O'Digger Dunnigan, number C eight one zero zero nine two, as a political prisoner. We still got you know Abu Jamal, who's did dead, the deadly Misinformation Philadelphia branch. You know, Sam, who's right now just uh, he has COVID. You know, we got cold rain on his case. We still got Chairman right. Price Tombstone be annually shot up. These are this It's not. It's a relevant piece. So we still you know the repercussions are still going down as we speak. Right. So that's. So we have to make sure that people. Handle this with care and respect. So, first it was like they're not going to make it through the vetting process. Here we go again. right you know, saying? So at the back and forth dialog, certain you know, meetings, tug and pull. Certain times we say it's a no go. Certain things, okay, we, we we get close to it. So no, this can't happen. And you know, cut to the chase to be able to you know, um, you know a lot of struggles and a lot of meetings and back and forth. And you know, with, with, there were times in which our political position clashed or contended was creativity speaking advantageous. Say, so, okay, well, how can we find a medium, a point of unity? And speaking to you now today, not just this project, there are other stuff that goes along with it. The, the, the Judas and um Black Messiah podcast, you know what i came as a result of that. The ongoing relationships, the, the, we say a revolutionary is never satisfied, but damn. This is, I mean, the discussions that have happened, that's with the release of the trailer. The Annie has been upped, you know what I'm saying? And I, again, I'm on, I am charged up, you know what I'm saying? We, we got to seize the time with this here, real talk.
0: That is exactly the way I feel about 40 years a prisoner. Yes. When, when these things are done, it's important to have an authentic consultant to mm-hmm. help take this yes. thing on the journey that it needs to go on. Because the fact that you said, this thing is not over, this thing is ongoing. Yes. There are still Panthers that are yes. in prison behind people like William yes. O'Neill. And so it yeah, is yes. it is very important. And I think it's also very important to understand the time we're in in regards to what I mentioned earlier about the 2020 uprising, the changes that are being made. Mm-hmm. These filmmakers, they're particularly just about making a film so that they can make money and legacies and whatever. But for these filmmakers to actually adjust their initial reasoning enough to make it satisfying so that these stories can be told is, I think is a really Mm. powerful thing because there was a time when they would not make them if they couldn't make them the way they wanted to make them. And the, the, whatever they had in their minds about what they should do, they wouldn't change those to fit the importance of the movement itself. I have a question about you watching the film and you know, it's it's a touchy one because you know, I, I, I watched it and I know how I felt watching it. I know how I felt watching it for myself, but I really, knowing you and knowing your mother, I felt a deep sense of sadness watching it for you. I mean, your father died in this thing. Yeah. But w- explain to me the, the feeling, the emotion watching that scene.
1: I, I want, I'm looking forward to where I can just sit back in the, with the big screen and watch the entire piece as a viewer. I watched bits and pieces of you know, you know, from who I am organizing capacity. But just even the different dynamics is certain things are, the label of love we engaged in by being on the set, you know, day after day. Me and my mother is, you know, only as uh with cultural experts. There was certain Panther Black Panther Party, Panther Cub appeals that we put in the applesauce. Certain things that we struggled to get in. That you know, some people can take doses and say, "Whoa, I didn't catch that." I see why this was that, and I'm continuously appreciating it. the fact that you know stuff that we that we struggle for. The, the, the people that acknowledge who authored the Rainbow Coalition, people that acknowledge that, they, that he was a chairman. For, was the fiscal and Mark Clark were assassinated. People acknowledge this was official organization, and you know, I just again. I watched the people, the response. It's like, um this movie is not a one-night stand. It's ever developing. You know, my appreciation for it. And, and people say, well, how do you feel about, you know, death of assassination? Chairman Fred lived. I mean, I think there's an imperative that in life as well as in the movie, it shows you different, the process of what, you know, so what he contributed, what he did. To make that mark in history to the point that to this day, law enforcement still shoots his tombstone up annually. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's refreshing. I mean, it's definitely a hit, but I mean, to actually show what list this government goes to, because I say the government assassinated my father in the graphic de- depicted way. However, they had to take all our fathers out, all our mothers out. Yeah. By shooting them oh, down, sure. stringing them out, locking them up, punking them out, one way or another. So just, we owe, we offer to the world. You know what I'm saying? My, my mother in cherry fresh bathrobe with his slippers and long johns on. You know what I'm saying? we say, how do we care? Because it's legacy. We don't play no games with it. Because we'll cross some T's and dot them eyes. A lot of people don't think we're worthy of being assassinated. that we worthy of having an organization? Some of the first titles they brought to us. Some of the first scripts they brought. You know what I'm saying? So this is an insult. You know what I'm saying? We said this is not a ragtag group of individuals. This is a structured organization. Can I relate that we had that? You know what I'm saying? And, and right. we say that even at the end, was imperative they have us there. And they mention the Black Panther Party Cubs. We here still fighting. It was certain terms we fought for the end, but we wanted to say free them all. Right. They had to free all victims of political oppression. We go with that just to acknowledge. So it was certain things that are in there that we that we say, "Hey, right on." The say this was happening and this was happening right now.
0: Yeah, that information. It feels like it's getting out there more mm-hmm. than it ever has before, and I think that's just I think it's tremendous. And um, there's a lot of people that know more than they ever did before, right? But how do you yes. how do you use that energy, that knowledge that people have now that? That can support. Like, what do you do with all of that energy? With that knowledge?
1: We stay consistent with our position. We study. We, we let them know what we've been doing. A lot of people start. People think this just now started. We say no. Like, our is The Cubs are coming. The Cubs are coming. The Black Panther Party Cubs are here. When people say, right when their political pores are open, and they are definitely open. We seize the time. We, you know, so we, we lay out. This is what you can do. I be say, oh, I can't believe this happened way back then. I wish I was around you Are know, you here right now? You know what I'm saying? And so this heightens the contradictions to say, okay, some point of unity. You see the impact of the, you know, what I'm the end is being up. You know what I'm saying? And even people that respect organizations. I was doing an interview with a guy last week. He was scared. I said, you can say chairman. The movie industry says chairman. He said, okay. <laughs> you have to acknowledge it. This is something that at least is acknowledged. And like Sun Tzu says in the art of war, the cardinal principle of warfare is to know thyself and know thy enemy. A lot of us will not even know that we have, there's a war being waged on us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We think it's actually, a lot of people think it's a war on gangs, war on guns, war on drugs. This is showing you, no, this is what, out of Jaguar's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Man, go at him. You know what I'm saying? Man, man wipe him out. So we take that acknowledgement. And we don't we don't think that the movie is, we don't position the movie as some sort of end all panacea. It's going to solve our, you know, our work. We, on the ground, we have to intensify the heat. We got to consistently do what we do. Even years back, they say like certain songs, like the Isley Brothers and the Earth Wind Fire, they refer to their music as they call baby making music. They say it mm-hmm. sets the mood, sets mm-hmm. the tone for relationships. Mm-hmm. Now, you can depend the on them to actually do the, the set, the, the engage in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? You have to do that. So the movement, this is a time that's a combination of contradictions. It's a time where, you know, we have to you know, cut the fat from the meat. I'm going to quote Lakeith Stanfield, the individual who portrays William O'Neill. He says he thought that an activist, this only concept of that was someone who engaged on social media, it wasn't until this movie. He's seen, you no, know, it was actually individuals who actually are here working and organizing the people. That acknowledgement, we have to we say, okay, now that's been acknowledged between entities that a lot of us have not, you know, who are here to acknowledge so, you know, we said we us, the Black Panther Party club, we said we last cough alcohol. A lot of people don't even want to recognize us until they, you know what I'm saying, until they get to that, fi- that final blow. You know what I'm saying? They'll do everything else. We don't need the movie industry to validate us, but have for our people, a lot of times these are necessary dynamics, it's similar to like the coronavirus. They say, well, you need certain elements of the coronavirus to be included in the vac- vaccination or whatever to deal with it. There had to be certain elements of the ruling class to you know say to acknowledge, no, this is what happened. This was this organ, this is organization that exists. A lot of people to acknowledge, okay, this is this really happening. This happened before and now while my my pores are open, you tell me there's still going on, the resistance is still going on. So it's upon us to stay consistent.
0: I was just gonna ask that question. Like this is something that happened in the sixties. And I know that it's happened to move in my family in the 70s and in the 80s, too. For the people out there who don't understand or don't believe, you tell me, do you think that these things are still happening now? The COINTELPRO, the infiltrations of organizations, how do you recognize that in movements today? Does it even still happen?
1: COINTELPRO. Counterintelligence Program, COINTELPRO, Pro. you know what I'm saying? The war waged against, against African people in particular, and it's the modus operandi. It's a necessary ingredient to subjugate a people. You have to have propaganda. You have to have misleadership. You have to have assassinations. You have to have, This system has to have political prisoners. You know what I'm saying? The breaking process, they have to do in chattel slavery. Take a pregnant sister who ran away and bring her back in front of the people, still our stomach open in front of the masses and stomp the fetus to death. They have to have situations where Chamber of Freed, the Fiscal Mark talk were assassinated and they bring his body out and how the Chamber of is dead. They have to have dynamics with his government through Negroes, you know what I'm saying, Negro officials, such like as Wilson Good literally drop bombs on, on the community. This is to send a message to the people, do not relate to this, do you know what i still saying, fear for generations to come. If, if the words and terms may have changed, however, it's ever developing. They have to have counterfeit organizations to contend with the legacies of, you know, of, of, of actual authentic organizations. They have to have GMOs, government-made organizations going as their legacy. It's all gone. You know, agent revocateurs, infiltrators, informants, you know what I'm saying? Not only in our movements, not everyday life. Like even that movie about Billy Holiday, it just showed you the amount of surveillance and FBI informants they put into our relationships. A lot of people think we say, okay, the FBI is James Bond, 007, sunglasses, white man, suits. No. In our communities and our movements, our, the music industry. You know what I mean? I've been this guy to shocky 6 9 Did he snitch up. This guy was created. He was created by the government. You know what I'm saying? put inside the community. So we must understand that everything is political. It impacts us every which way, including news.
0: So in that respect, you see these movements rising up, and they're gaining national and international attention. And as they're moving, they're growing rapidly. And there's a lot of issues within the movements that are growing so fast and being co-opted and changing and turning and becoming about more than more than other things. Do you think that has something to do with the Pro? No doubt about it. The follow up question is, why go that route? Why not just eliminate these people? Like they could they could offer Rule some up. of these people money and these people would never you never see them again. Right. Why co-opt the movement? The state, the ruling class is a
1: powerful entity. However, there's a more powerful entity. What's that? That being the people. Our people are pregnant with potential, pregnant with potential. And the the system takes a position, as Malcolm X assessed with the the, the initial march on Washington. He said the masses, the people that said, we're going to shut this down. Our backs against the wall, we're going to shut D.C. down. So the ruling class, the system said, "Okay, we'll stop it. They went to their usual suspects and said, "Okay," Malcolm referred to the big six. Say, say, stop it! And those, those forces—the the, the, who come from the cut from the petty bourgeoisie said we can't stop it because we didn't start it. Because contrary to what we're told, that movements come down, they trickle down from the top to the bottom. They actually come from the bottom up. From the masses, from the valley, not the mountain top, from the valley. So the the next option for the ruling class is well, we can't stop it. Co-opt it, water down. Change it, make it something to be. So that's why it's important for a vetting process to, to be able to distinguish. Is this tomato? This tomato looks, it looks real pretty, there's no scars on it. And it's a, hold, hold on, stop. Can it, what's, can it does it, it check to see, um, is there any seeds in it? Is it, you know what I'm saying, is it, what's the color of it? Is it plastic? Is it GMO tomato? Can this, uh, it can make it for a picture. But if we're doing with conditions, people have to eat, say, oh no, this dog, this garden has stood the test of time. Organizations, that was a situation. I think in the Philippines, where a candidate was winning against the U.S. imposed candidate. So the U.S., the United States said, "Okay, wait a minute. They went and got three or four more candidates that looked like this individual, had a, 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 a name that was similar to the individual that was coming from the people. And they funded them. They backed these three individuals up. People were confused. You know, say okay. Well, I don't know. We have to be able to be able to pick up. Say no, no, no. This is a different dynamic. This is this. You know, I tell people like even without you know, Mr. UEP News said that we must even politicize the gun. What makes our gun different from the police's gun? The politics of the whole dynamic. It must be consistent. In Chicago alone, they have government created organizations. They had some organization what to saying. You know, this is our uniform hat, the black apple hat. This is a uniform, the Black Panther Party Cubs. They created organizations with similar names, but the people say no. I know this. I know the authenticity of what. Again, this is another aspect of the infamous COINTELPRO, Pro, the Counterintelligence intelligence program.
0: What's your vision for this whole thing? I mean, you're working hard, following in the footsteps of your father, following in the footsteps of your mother. What's the goal? Self-determination.
1: Right to determine the destiny of our communities. You know, I, I said, I went to the funeral service of Stanley Tookie Williams, co-founder of the Crips. We had left, we went down to Lemur Park. I said, Tookie grew up in the climate like I grew up in, deprived of even acknowledging of the Black Panther Party. With well, only options in life given to us, is become a Boy Scout or a banker. If that's your cup of tea, so be it. How they say in church, we are so calling. I believe this is my calling. You know, I'm in Atlanta right now. We're supposed to do an event. This guy, this guy who he did not know who I was, and I come telling, I and I come to another person, I Yes, he does. He you knows the Panthers. And I said, Okay, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go through this process just for you. We got down here. He both had this whole big movie truck, the cigar bar, they're gonna they're going have an event for us, so on and so forth. We get an hour out, get the phone call. Hey man, they dropped the ball. You know what I'm saying? They don't wanna have an event. You know what I'm saying? I say, I'm clear, I've done this for you. Let you just let you see. I move on a pivot. Most of our events are not staged. Most of the people who come to us, a lot of times it's out of reactionary means. A lot of times people say, How many memberships do you have, Chairman Frey? I said, Well, sometimes it depends on how many people the police have murdered. So you'll take that into account. So other entities they can understand it, like, well, I don't understand why you can't get a schedule, you know. What I'm saying other people have state sanctioned or acknowledged organizations or entities that they can work on time, you know. So we have to grab people at certain times when they're, you know, saying like even right now with this movie out, we gotta move fast, we gotta organize. We want that self determination. Well, you know, what I'm saying with well, this option, crazy as it sounds, we love the people. i like man, you know, I can't understand, it. and some people you can they can never understand
0: this, yeah, for sure,
1: you know. What I'm saying? But the deal is this is the, this, we want to be able to there are certain forces that relate to this. This this will this will fulfills me. I told someone yesterday I said I am one and the same with the people. And I cannot relate to that. My walk, my talk, this is you know what I'm saying, this is my calling. I, now we, should, we don't want to be forced into some entity. The state says, Okay, this is what you mean. You know, this this is what this is how you talk, this is how you fight back. No, I don't we don't need to rob the rules of order to have our structure. We don't need the same system to get us foot on our back to validate our relationships. I talk about MOVE uh, uh, actually a few weeks ago, I told some cats. this is an organization that I wait for to become um, chic to have dreadlocks. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's natural. Second nature, wasn't no plan we're going to do this thing. This is an organization that before if're talking about uh um natural birth, you know what I'm saying not, you of people have to wait to you know what they just, they, they got funding for that now, the government says you can do that What have move hadn't before it was popular you know what I'm saying G- grabs that your life your you you your actual life dependent on it being inside a jail cell, you're know saying waiting on some state gonna to say okay now it's proved. we checked it out you have you, you have you, you have your um your we, here go your degrees you can you can get birth to the child. Some people can afford the, the, quote unquote, luxury to wait on a state that's to the sanction them. We can't afford the luxury. And actually, even if we did have it, we'd rather not. As Field Marshal George Jackson said, capitalism is such a foul piece of pie. Even if I could have a piece, I'd rather not.
0: I found this quote about uh, that you said and stuck out to me. We are not the OGs. We're the OVs of terrorism. The original victims, although the terms may change it may be slavery jim crow police brutality once we start connecting up with each other at some point of unity with this struggle and just even the conversation happening we'll be connected and can't no chains no shackles no water no land no language barriers divide us and that's what it makes me think of just hearing the passion in your voice and and, and the delivery um, and you know I hear you talk about the films and the the progress. Let's face it, there's more people in prison now than we had ever. United States imprisons our brothers and sisters more than any other country in the world by far, with the three hundred and thirty six million people that are in this country and two point four or five or seven million in prison, there's more people in in prison in this country than there are in the entire continent of Europe. And Europe has almost three times the amount of people that America does. So do you feel that we're actually moving and actually making some type of change right now?
1: It's a different sentiment. It's a different feeling. You in a community and it's acknowledged that, Nazi Germany created the ghettos as opposed to you being in Chicago, Philadelphia, Cleveland. And you, 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 um, now you have to deal with the, the, the constitution of the ghetto. Someone has told you, has confused you to believe that you created the ghettos, that you've done it to yourself. There's a different dynamic. Once you got yourself, it's a different climate there's a sentiment that when people can relate to or assessed by William Thoreau and civil disobedience, when they say well, in an unjust society, the only place for a just man, or I'm going to paraphrase, a just man or a just woman was prison. It's a different dynamic. I recall 19, 1995, I believe it was. It was one of the, one of the times the state was talking straight out, you know, point blank, it's taking Mumia Abu-Jamal out. We was organizing, we said it's cold red with the African anti-terrorism bill. I said, okay, intensify... The campaign. Make sure we get our flyers out. I send words to Latin Kings. I need I need Spanish translation. Need those flyers up. And people say, and then somebody, another unit tried to put them up prematurely. I said, no, no, hold on for a minute. The political education is primary. They must know who he is. And they said, What's the big deal, Chairman? We can get these, we the, we can get these flyers put out now. I said, no. They must relate to who he is. I have a basic understanding. I said, because when the attacks come, and the attacks are going to come. You I see watch watch. It's gonna be a different response to it. And the forces struggled me. I I would not compromise on that. We made it mandatory, a basic understanding of what the political skate who meabu Jamal was. We put those flyers up throughout the concentration camp, throughout all throughout, I think it was Galesburg prison in particular. When the guards would come through and take those papers down, and next day they wake up in the morning, we had flyers put back on the wall. Once the people were politicized who we Abu Jamal was, it was a different dynamic when they started giving up the, the guards to try to give out tickets saying it was gang activity. Prisoners was clear you, 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 this was not no gang activity. Prisoners was b- bragging. With their tickets, they were tell them they, they, whatever type of cases they locked up for. They were sending copies to their parents, to their woman, to they saying, "I'm locked. I get a case from Amir Abu Jamal. It was an honor. It's it's a different feeling you, that you think you locked up on the wrong draws, wrong gangs, wrong guns. When you clear that it's a war being waged on us, it's a different feeling, and it also it weakens. It's an Achilles' heel to this system." because there's a facade that they able to move around. That, I mean, this is happening because they're just, a, it's a cockiness that the capitalists provide where, where uh, Hillary, Robin Clinton can be up in Robin Island prison when Nelson Mandela was there and say, this is a shame how they had this man locked over 27 years. This is a cockiness where Obama can be in Cuba and ask them, do they have political prisoners? When you heighten the contradictions, it exposes. We say, we just came off the heels of an administration. That was when, that's why when it wasn't they had with Donald Trump, where the emperor had no clothes on. He was up front. This, you know, say, it, man, he was, no, you, man, it's a, it, it was clear. And it's a different feeling that you used to, even when you were, why the gas price is high? or oh, because I didn't go to school. Why am I locked up? Or oh, because I didn't have education. Oh, I'm a Capricorn, a Virgo. No, it's a different... that And it, it, it's, and it strikes the Achilles heels of this system. I say, no, I'm, I ain't, I'm don't sell me that snake oil. Don't bring that nonsense to us. We know all the evidence, you know say I'm saying? Up then, why Mumia, up you want? Why they help help the hell we have a Capricorn? You know what I'm saying? We are hiding these contradictions and we got to continue. It's a different feeling. It's a different sentiment. It's a cleansing process.
0: You know, you, you said Mumia a couple of times. You mentioned him throughout this... Interview a couple of times, and I, and I'm wondering, Mumia Abu Jamal is in prison right now, going on 40 years. December 9th, 2021 makes 40 years. I wonder, like this is probably the part of the program. It's called, it's a let's get explicit, where I hit you with this question. It's not meant to be disrespectful or ruffle, ruffle any feathers, but it's just out of curiosity. And to the people out there, you know, there's a lot of people that want to that want to know more about this topic. You know, come follow me on 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 the Move Podcast on Instagram. And you can get explicit to and ask these questions because there's some serious questions that need to be asked. The question that I have for you is, you know what's happening with Mumia. You know what happened to your father. Why do you do this? You have family yourself. You have a community yourself. Why take on this struggle that is so dangerous? It could put you in prison forever. It could kill you and have, you know, your family crying because they lost a, a valued member of their family and community. Why do you do this?
1: I right hear about the man with formerly and me those H. R. Brown, being close to you know, those eyesight, deteriorating. And I'm in Atlanta talking to some youngsters now, kind of go extra hard about, you know, that, you know, they should know who this is. About the, um, I know about me, Abu Jamal, hearing about just even recently, as we speak, revealing about revealing him with um,
0: COVID and con- and congestive heart failure,
1: congestive heart failure, the skin, the, the ever developing up up the uh, issues about his skin, and just our people in general. Seventeen year old sisters in Cook County Jail forced to rinse out their sanitary napkins for reuse. And parole denials on Sunday out of Sundayada, Cole, Michelle, and Cumbie, and others. I sometimes I say, okay, is it a is it survivor's remorse that you still, you know, I think it's a term they use, that you, that you, there's some soldiers that go back, you know, go back and get their other comrades who are still here, Captain." I don't take for granted that, you know, that I'm here. Uh, I don't take for granted my sanity, as we said earlier in, in the introduction of the show, you know what I'm saying, I, you know, to make it past infancy. It's, du- uh, it's a duty, I've been fortunate and unfortunate to have my name. Mention it in this, you know, in the same breath, of Mumia, Move 9, now, Interpeltier, Michelle Kimage, people in general who are held captives. We have a thing called Harriet Tubman code. It's the principal position to not only if we if you get out, reach back for others who are held captives. Minister UEP News said if it was not for the support of the people, I may have come out of there in a pine box. It'll come out of there at all. People I who came to see about us? You know, I mean, I mean for me, in all senses of the word, Mumia Abu Jamal was designated to come, you know, it's definitely misinformation to come cover down what happened, what occurred December the 4th, 1969. You know, without hesitancy, no hesitancy. Okay, I don't, you know, some of the, even I'm locked up, you know, just on and on. And this is not subjective, but just serving the people. I mean, and I don't know what I is second nature in the notice. I I you know we know. It's, a, it's I mean, it's treason not to not to move forward, not to serve the people. And and I, Malcolm X said, you can lay down for this system and let it walk all over you and say, Master, am I good now? Am I all right? This system would say, No, turn over. It would get down on you anyway, you know what I'm saying? It's not even logically, I mean, some people say you have no 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 morality, no principles. It's not even strategically, you know what I'm saying, the cow I mean you can try your best with this system. So, so I mean, that's why. That's why. That's why I think it's important. That was one of the issues we had. In the movie also at the end, we I struggled about. We struggled about this. Oh, opposition! This government took William O'Neill out. He didn't commit suicide. That was a struggle we had about in the, in the movie. Oh, is that is that is that the truth? Oh, that's opposition. Now, in, the no, movie, in, the
0: truth. in the movie, In the movie, they say that he committed suicide.
1: We struggled to get at least allegedly committed suicide in there because O'Neill. Was had at least two gas stations out there in Maywood. And it's not too far from the Hampton House, which Chandler grew up in, where they say he committed suicide. O'Neill was said to do another interview with Chicago Sun Times on the Tribune the next day after he did Ashland Prize. This system is his track record. When they get through with you, if it's a threat, are you talking too much, or they got a retirement plan for you? And, it's, I, and I think it's important that people see when this system gets
0: through with you, how, how they get down on you. You know, it's interesting. I, I... I did find it a little strange that he carried that with him all those years and decided to commit suicide the night he talked about it. I guess I tried to rationalize it by saying that he it brought back these memories and you know, but those memories don't go anywhere anyway.
1: O'Neill did not operate in the vacuum. Chairman Fred did not operate in the vacuum. There was a climate where you're know saying, well, certain you know you were able to move and it's like it's like, you know, like vegetation, whatever, There's a climate. And so with these contradictions being heightened at a certain time, no one can operate, you know, you know, as, as an island amongst themselves. And that's one of in fact that's another discussion we're having too. You I mean, we in fact we got a whole campaign saying hashtag. William O'Neill was not the only one. You know what I'm saying? So we wanna heighten the contradiction again, and I tell you, when it pushed out there, certain individuals they cannot and the state was not taking a chance on that because it, it connects the whole dynamic. It's kinda like in that Billy Holiday movie, I'm glad at the end they showed President Kennedy giving FBI agent Ainslinger the the award because these are not just some bad police or bad individuals. There's a machine, a system that operates that, 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 that moves on this, moves on us.
0: I mean, it makes me think about uh, back in the day when John Africa was on in federal trial, and one of the people that testified against him was one of the members that was part of the group in its founding days, and um. When the when the trial was over, when John Africa was found not guilty of everything, the government then turned over. They asked uh, John Africa, did he want them to give um, the informants information because they said they're basically they're done with him? Hmm. So moving on to some of what you're doing now, you have missions that you're trying to accomplish. You're trying to save the Hampton House. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: This is the home in which he grew up in. This is the home in which they, uh, on the corner, is where they gave him the ice cream truck robbery case, which they say he posted, took $71 worth of ice cream and gave it to the children. What he said, all right, y'all maybe have to be a thief. Maybe you have to be a Robin Hood type of thief. Just give it to the people. Send the state bill, let this to Menard. This is the home in which, across the street, is the elementary school he attended. This is... Uh, in Maywood, Illinois, 804 South 17th Avenue, Maywood, Illinois, 60153. This is a, geographically speaking, it's a small location, but it's a political giant. This is a location before the coronavirus. Children didn't know who he was. You across the school across the street, we, we they now they had to get bigger t-shirts because they start rolling their chest out. You know, we, we go to school with Chairman Fred one of them. they started debating with each other like that's part of the chair he sat in. Do they're saying we have this is a Place where our programs, the Black Panther Party Cubs, you know what I'm saying, are you know, going on. The Triple C's, Children Community Cubs, Dunn Street, the Black Panther Party Free Breakfast Program, the Free Amar Radio, hosted every Wednesday by myself and Native Rage, Dunn Street, the of Black Panther Party newspaper. It's phenomenal, you know what I'm saying? There was an attempt, they tried to have it turn to a dope, a dope adult deal, a dope spot. We had the clean house. And we got to the point was uh we had the, the GoFundMe, which is go gofundme.com forward slash save the Happen House 51. We reached a milestone in which we had caught we had closed it down February 17th, the birthday of Minister UEP Newton. We said, okay, right on. But the people said, wait a minute, hold on. We want to continue to support these programs. We're not satisfied. Similar to that like when the Chicago police had shut down, um, shut out the Chicago branch, the little head, chapter headquarters of the Black Panther Party on July 31st, 1969, and they shut it down. The people said, hold on. Open, man, we want it back open. And the, the, the mandate had came out from national leadership opening doors back up. So we opened it back up, Go me February 21st, this year to, to support the ongoing programs. We've we, been we process you know, saying taking the educational programs, all that we had to the save the Hampton House community garden right next door. We're working on getting that space. The sky's the limit. You know what I'm saying? And this, you know, the timing is not phenomenal. You can I mean, we've been finding old clothing articles of chairman for and Hampton So it's not only a museum, it's, it's a community resource center. Doing the infamous uh Chicago cold of Vortex, which a lot of people start calling Chicago Siberia we t- we turn into a, heat- a heating center, so we are constantly meet the needs, of, meeting the meet needs and desires of the people on a continuous basis. How can we serve the people, man? And we we feel that Chairman Frey will have no other way. You know, what I'm saying we have the free food for the free clothing program right there at the Hampton House.
0: Tell the people how they can find you.
1: Well, first of all, they can put the, they, can, they can check in our office. That's the streets. They say, we're Chairman Frey in his office, work hours twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Also, they can go to. Um, the, for speaking we'll have you right now? Go to bookies b o o k i n g s dot chairmanfred at gmail.com. dot Bookies dot chairmanfred at gmail.com. Also, save the We work on our on our website, the Cubhouse.org. That's the Black Panther Party Cubs. Also, contact seven seven three two five six ninety four fifty one, and also uh, another email is uh, save the House at gmail.com.
0: And before I let you go, is there anything that you got coming up that you want to tell the people about?
1: we working on putting out a call for uh, a big RV to ride down to the grave site of Chairman Fred. This Father's Day, we do that every year because the police shoot this tombstone up every year. So we're doing a big trip. We're working on, you know, working on, on a, I'm, I hate to let the cat out the bag on this one, but a cover for the
0: tombstone <laughs> of
1: Chairman Fred. It's going to be a big, a big monumental event. That's his Father's Day. So anybody got any connects, they can, they can talk, con- contact us, see how we can work on this RV. You know what I'm saying? To make this trip down there for Father's Day. Also, August 30th, the Chairman Fred Streets Party. That's going to be going on real big. They tune in every Wednesday. Freedom Radio host by yours truly, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. and also Robin Allen, a.k.a. the Lady of Rage.
0: Good stuff, bro. Listen, man, thanks for coming on the show today, Chairman Fred. I appreciate you, bro. You know, I love you. I love you so much, man. Um, hey, man, give my best to your mama.
1: And you do the same your mom, your dad, man, the whole move family, man, we're born in Africa, Miss in Pan-Africa, man. The whole move family, our community, man. Man, man, free me with you all, free them all. I love you, brother. I can't wait to see you, man. Real talk. Free them all.
0: On the move. Love you back, bro. No doubt. Make sure you watch the movie Judas and the Black Messiah. All right. On the move, bro. Yep. On the move. All right, folks. That's it. If you learned something new today or like what you heard, drop a raised fist emoji on the socials at on the move podcast make sure you rate it review it and subscribe it to keep the movement moving you got a comment hit me up at mike africa jr don't be shy on the move is executive produced by me mike africa jr and of course tommy oliver and produced and edited by crystal hill and made for you the people